Hello, everybody, and hello, Mo. Hi, Natalie. So good I, to see you. It's so good to see you. And um, this is in bed with the fitness industry, the first uh, guest, because um, Mo and I were actually supposed to do this, I think, in San Diego together, last week, and then last week, and then be in Montreal together today. And now we are both in our individual beds. I'm in the guest bed because there's good lighting, and I love how we came on and we match. Which How did we know? Hilarious <laughs> for that. Um, but Mo Hagen is joining us for In Bed with the Fitness Industry on the day, and this is what we're going to talk about today, that would have been Montreal, uh, Canfit Pro Montreal's Women Who Influence event. And so Mo thought this was the perfect day for she and I to talk about this because we would have been together anyways um, with a slew of other phenomenal female industry leaders. And so I thought that we could talk about that a little bit um, at this distance from one another. Sounds great. I just want to say it's probably the first CanFit Pro, if it was happening, mm. to happen not in a winter storm. <laughs> That's true. Montreal is always in the middle of a winter storm and it's a beautiful day in Montreal today and it's not happening. Uh, so Mo, and I'm sure uh, uh, many, if not all of you know Mo, but Mo Hagen is the COO of uh, CanFit Pro, has been uh, a key leader in the fitness industry in Canada as well as abroad an international presenter, a phenomenal mentor, one of my mentors, someone I've had the pleasure of working with for a couple of decades now. We have spent time together in a lot of different places. We have shared a bed in Paris. We didn't get to that story if we have time. We have shared a bed in Paris. Um, and we had actually a lot of travel planned uh, for the next little while, but we have adjusted. And you, I know, have been absolutely working so hard trying to keep um, CanFit Pro and its associates and its members afloat and keep it going and responding every hour to everything mm -hmm. that's changing. So as, as, as a member of CanFit Pro and as part of the fitness industry at large, I thank you for all the work that you guys are doing behind the scenes. I can only imagine what it is. And I just keep sending out oodles of love and thoughts to all of you. And I feel that. Thank you so much. Because it's... Uh... It's been, as for everybody who can relate, who is the whole world, when can yeah. you ever say the whole world can relate yeah. to what you're going through, what I'm going through, but yeah. we all can. So thank you for that. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling that connection. And so speaking of connection and speaking of Women Who Influence, which was, again, um, scheduled for today and will be back in Toronto. <laughs> we'll be back in Toronto. Be, I thank you for to, saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> we're gonna, back in August, we're hopefully everything is back, uh, back in action and back to the new normal that we'll define for ourselves then. But you had been, I mean, the key organizer of fitness events in Canada for, you know, over 20 years when you launched the Women Who Influence event. And um, I'm curious if you'd be happy to share what led you to um, deciding that this is something that we needed in Canada and that CanFit Pro could provide. Okay, I'd love to share that. So I, I, if I think back, there's three reasons that Women Who Influence exists today. Mm. Number one, as I was journeying through the presenter world and you know, building my career around becoming an international presenter and moving from choreography into business, I noticed it was very hard for women to find to find themselves on a platform to speak. It, it really was back then a male dominated part of the fitness industry. And for most motivational professional speakers, 
and business speakers, it is very male dominated. And I know that for a fact because at Camp at Pro, I get people asking me all the time, why are all the keynotes men? Why aren't there more women on the stage? And I always say, because women do not apply. Women do not put themselves forward as generously as men would. And that's not to negatively um, comment about men in the industry. It's to say that women don't always in, take initiative to step up because they don't feel they have everything it takes to be a speaker, to be a presenter, to be a leader of a company or a conference, etc. So that was one reason I saw there was a need to give women the platform and to hand them a microphone. Secondly, there was um, so many women that I have surrounded myself throughout the, my career, which is 37, 38 years now, that I've admired that are women leaders. And they may, are, they may be leading their company behind the scenes as COOs or uh, program directors, club managers, but they're not the owners or they're not the ones that are out there in the front line at the events like conferences. So as I met the Lynn Brooks, the Helen Vanderbergs, the Jane Riddells, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I always wondered why aren't they on the stage getting their, the accolades they deserve, the recognition they deserve. Many of them won awards in the industry for their contribution. So I wanted to create something in Canada to give women who have been recognized silently the stage to be recognized in front of their peers being fellow females. And that was a way for them to share their story, to share their lessons, and to give confidence to women who, like me, looked up to them and say, how do I get to be like you? Or how do I achieve success like you? Mm. So I wanted them to pay that forward mm. and also give women the opportunity to learn. And then thirdly, mm. and not least, but I saw how um, other industries were recognizing women. There was a real movement towards women, not just the me movement um, or the me too movement, but just recognizing women. And I was inspired by an event I went to in Canada. And I thought, well, you know, if they're doing this for the corporate world, why can't we do this in the fitness industry? Mm. So Women Who Influence started, this is the seventh year, and it started when there was nothing for women only back then. Mm. And now Women Who Influence has actually uh, spirited many other women's only events in the fitness industry globally. So I feel very proud and happy to see that it's actually extended outside of Canada and um, it's helping more women worldwide in the health, in the fitness and health industry, but beyond that. So oh, that's fantastic. Three Thank reasons. You for sharing that. That's, that's, it's interesting to see that it came from three perspectives and then have come together. It's hard to believe that it's already been seven years because it started with, I mean, what we were 20, 25 yeah. this time around. And the last one in Toronto was close to what, how many? 300. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, and that shows, I mean, I think there's two things to see there. There's the, the, the selection of presenters that you have brought, you know, sometimes um, selected yourself, chosen yourself, sometimes applied or a little bit of mix of both. And then it, it shows 
the people that are in the room, how that has become an event where they see their fellow sister leaders um, and have an opportunity, especially before an event where you just jump in and everybody's moving and sweating, um, to come together at a place of advancing, lifting one another up and shining a light on one another. So how do you, how do you find, I mean, some of them you named a few originally, but now it's on its seventh year and now that you're doing it in multiple cities, mm-hmm. how do you identify, select, put the right you know, people together, put the right women together to give the experience that you're hoping the delegates get? That's a really good question. And I know a lot of your viewers and listeners will want to hear this is it is a combination of art and science. So what I mean by that is the art of putting together different personalities and people who have different communities so that we can blend and diversify Mm -hmm. and grow the movement within the industry. So that's just getting to know who the women leaders are out there that are contributing in the unique ways that they are. It's not about how many years you've been around the industry, although that is one of the things we do consider, but it's not how much experience somebody has or how many, how long they've been presenting. It's more about the impact and how they're breaking through and creating new and diverse ways to connect with their community that lends a great story because most of the stories of women who influence speakers is about something, not just breaking through the glass ceiling, as we say, but breaking through obstacles that would stand in their way of becoming who they are today. I mean, I I think of um, one of our fantastic friends, Nadege uh, St. Philippe. Did I say her last name correctly? I hope. Her story is about her personal health journey and how, how she fought to just survive. Mm. And she's still putting herself out there to lead and help others. And her personal story alone makes her a woman of influence. Mm. Whereas Lisa Mastracchio is an example of someone who is part of Montreal this weekend. She'll be part of Toronto in the summer. And that's because Lisa is fantastic in what she's accomplished as a fitness presenter, trainer, instructor, virtual presenter, but she, she won the fitness professional of the year for CamFit Pro. And I, I committed to uh, fitness award winners, both our presenter award winners and our fitness professionals of the year as if they are females, then they will have the opportunity to be selected for women who influence. Mm. So that's why Lisa was invited on. She would have had her time at some point, but because she had earned that accolade, she earned the stage there. Mm-hmm. And then there's incredible women who influencers such as yourself, Natalie Lacombe, <laughs> your time in the industry, your, you reinvented yourself. That's what a lot of the stories are about is um, working through your changes in life working through obstacles or roadblocks or just to decide to reinvent yourself and what that took. Mm. That is great uh, insights for people that are sitting there like baby birds wanting to know what was the aha that made you realize that you were meant for different, mm. not necessarily more or maybe more, but just to do something different for the next leg of your career. Mm. And then Jennifer Peltier was a speaker that we we're hoping to hear from today. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jennifer is, my opinion of a incredible female entrepreneur within a company. So a female entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but gets to be an entrepreneur and help to grow multiple companies and innovations. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Jose Lavinger. I mean, everybody knows Jose because she is just an incredible ambassador of fitness and really has a strong community community with consumers. And how did she break into the home based fitness, which we all need to know today right now. (laughs) I understand because now her, her value is being utilized by other companies. Yeah. Uh, We have Evelyn Knapp and Evelyn is amazing business leader. It's always great to hear from the leaders that run companies because they're the ones that want to help get into the minds of and the hearts of the people that work for great leaders like Evelyn and to understand what businesses look for in leaders and what would help leaders know if they're ready to move from an associate to a director or a owner someday, right? So that's important to know. And then we had Laura Wharf that was gonna be part of our group um, today. And Laura comes from the mind-body world, but has incredible stories of overcoming personal adversity, understanding what your gifts are, breaking through confidence barriers, and understanding that you you need to be open to receive, but open to give in different ways. And Laura has a fascinating story about breaking through her own barrier of disbelief that she could be effective being an online trainer and coach. She always thought that she had to deliver her yoga and her meditation in a studio in the bricks and mortar. And that that was the only way that she was going to be able to live her passion and serve her why. And so through personal development, and she was going to share that with us, um, she was able to actually find her path forward. So those are the great speakers that make up a women who influence stage. I thought I'd share the Montreal lineup. Thank you for um, doing that. Yeah. The lineup I'll for tag all of them in this so people can find them and reach out because a lot of yeah. the stuff they're doing is available in some way, shape or form in terms of connection yeah. content online yeah. right now. Yeah. And then of course, last but not least, there's always the cool, you know, newcomer to the industry yep. that is doing amazing things that just incredibly blows our mind on how they can create success in such a short period of time. And so sometimes those are the people that we bring to the stage. Um, And then this year in Toronto, we're doing something totally different, Natalie. We're featuring the women who influence um, speakers and it's a TED Talk style, Mm -hmm. but we're also bringing in a special guest speaker and she's from outside the fitness industry, but she's quickly become a friend of the industry, Dr. Rumit Bellin. Mm. And she has a PhD in resilience Mm. and she did a study on the tallest poppy. It's based Mm. on the tall poppy syndrome, Mm. which is very evident amongst women leaders. Mm. And she's going to share with us in August what we have to be aware of and how we can overcome that. And here's the really incredible piece about the tall poppy syndrome. You know, if you can think of the analogy, poppies grow tall and they tend to get cut down. How they get cut down is from peers who see their success rising and for whatever reason they want to sabotage that. And who can be, it, it, it exists amongst both men and women. Mm. Women are, um, have the highest incidence of, of being uh, a victim of the tall poppy syndrome, but it's fellow females that actually cut, themsel- cut their peer, their female peers down. Mm. So she's helping us understand how that exists, why it exists, and how to uh, make sure that you are not that person. 
Mm. And she was, she's going to leave us with a powerful exercise at the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. It reminds me, I mean, you saying that, it feels like it's the opposite. I will always remember when I think the first or second women who influence in Toronto, um, when Jules Zarni talked about holding the rope. Um, and so the analogy was that was like, there's always one of your girlfriends when you go clubbing and there's a huge lineup who's like, I'm going to get in. Don't worry about it. Goes and like schmoozes with the doorman or the bouncer and gets you in. And then they're like, oh, sorry, let me just do this and hold the rope so that her 11 other girlfriends can get in. Um, and I'm always, I always remember that always just hold the rope because there's always there's room and that's about you know you and I've talked about a lot about looking at it from a place of abundance versus scarcity I think perhaps you know when people cut down those tall poppies they see that there's they're looking at it from scarcity versus if we remember that there's abundance and there's a lot of opportunities and that shining a light on one another is the way to go and you've done that with this and with you know your entire career let's let's be honest when it comes to that do you see that there would ever be a need to no longer do female only events. Have you ever thought about that? Oh yes, I have thought about it. And a time will come where we will welcome that um, mixed audience. Um, there just seems to be something about that space that is so much, um, what's a good word in French to describe being a comfortable space to share and be vulnerable. Like I'd love to, there's something about the space with women mm -hmm. coming together, but yes, a time will come where this will change and evolve and um, it will be sooner than later. I imagine yeah. because there is a place in the room for men for sure. And men bring, when men come to a women's event, which will then, you know, still be called women who influence, but there will be men in the audience because mm -hmm. there are plenty of men that want to be cheerleaders, they want to advocate, they want to support, they want to understand and learn. And you know, if you go out, if you leave that event and you say, I'm gonna go ask my boss for a raise, if men understand, if they happen to be in the position of um, supervising females in their, in their organization, they'll understand you know, what may hold women back and be more aware of that. Mm. So I do see a place for certain, but it, I just, trying to find the right timing. Um, for those that know Mo, they know that um, the number seven is a powerful number for me. Mm -hmm. it, I always use seven as a need for change for some reason. It's also my lucky number. It also holds true to a very important date um, in my life um, in April. Actually, it's coming up. You've just reminded me of it. Um, uh, the day my mom passed away. So I never wanted to forget that. So I use seven as that number. But I also um, think that seven is a year where we're going to celebrate women and then you never know where it'll go from there. Go from there. Hmm. Women in influence will continue to change and evolve and grow. Yes. Um, the need for this event will continue. Um, I have big vision around what this can become. <laughs> and I know I'm going to say this to you, Natalie, because one thing I know is you love the opportunity where we can come together, get all dolled up and eat great food yeah. and celebrate together and socialization. Mm. So I see this as being um, morphed into an event, which will have an awards evening and it will be like the SAGs. It'll be women coming together to celebrate women, men and women perhaps, and soon likely, and then it will celebrate women, uh, women who influence uh, in the industry for sure. And we'll take it from there. I don't okay. know quite how it's going to shape up. We'll see up. where it'll go. Um, Mo, as somebody who is so um, 
such a critical and influential leader in the industry. I'd love to close this off by seeing, you know, we're, we're, we're in a peculiar time right now where we're such an experiential bunch of people. Um, and evidence to that is how, how many of us have thrown ourselves online. And first it was the workouts. Now it seems to be like free coaching programs and free learning and this and that and everything else. What would be your couple of suggestions for us to weather this storm? I mean, talk about disruption. You're the queen yeah. of disruption, but I don't even know if this is part of the castle. But can you just give us a couple of tips? Because I will post this really quickly okay. um, so that everybody can access it. Can you give us a couple of things that would be Mo's best, you know, best insights as to weathering this? Weathering is wake up every morning and start with why. Remember why you are serving the industry as the professional that you are. And the key word is professional. Just because everybody else is jumping online and doing workouts online and whatever online, it doesn't mean that you are meant for that. Number one, remember your why. If you don't know your why, do the work to understand why you exist. I am here to, I mean, I know why I'm here. I'm here to move people forward. My passion is to teach and lead and influence positively. So if I'm feeling stressed about trying to get stuff out that I'm not comfortable doing, it's not going to come across as the authentic mighty Mo. Mm. Uh, it, that's just not going to serve the world the way I want to look back on this chaotic world, historical world moment. Mm. I hope it's only a moment, not months and months and months, that I don't want to look back and not feel proud at what I've done and how I have chose to show up every day. Okay. So if you start with why, you'll show up every day in a better version of yourself. Do self-care to remain as positive and optimistic as possible because you, you don't have to think negatively. Just turn on the news. You'll get as much as you need. Be as positive and optimistic as you can become, and, but be authentic. I, you know what? I've cried more in the last two weeks with my associates and my peers than I've done in years or ever. Yeah. I mean, you know me, we work together. There are mm -hmm. times we, we cried, but I've, yeah, because you got to be real. Yeah. And if online is not your thing, there is still many ways to connect with your community. And one thing I love, I'm a connector. You know that mm -hmm. I connect people. I have made it a goal of myself since March 16th, when we are told to close what we do every day. Yeah. And I made it a goal to connect with so many people a day. And I chose the categories I wanted to connect with, of course, family. Then there'd be my community. Then there'd be my people at work. Mm. And that was associates that, you know, I may not see every time I go to work, but I connect with them. Right. Every day I reach out and connect. Yes, I use um, Microsoft Teams. I use Messenger. I pick up the phone. There's that old-fashioned pick up the phone and call them. You know, it's been so nice to people just say, thank you for thinking of me. That meant the world. So do what you do best okay. and be different. Be, uh, you know, don't do what everybody else is doing, especially if you're not connecting with it. Okay. Be yourself, but be out there. Please don't stay quiet and don't, you know, you yes, we have to stay in our homes, but don't close the doors and the windows and put your head in the sand thinking that this is going to be over. Mm. Find your new world, your new reality, and find the new opportunities in it. Mm. Because when you look back, you'll feel really proud of having moved the world forward with you helping to lead the way. Yeah. And ask for help. 
If you're oh, in yes. a place where you're not going there, ask for help. I've, I've received emails from people that I haven't heard from a long time, which is just letting you know, if you need anything, I'm here. Um, and so I find that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there because it will be, yes, it'll be hopefully not months and months, but it won't be done this week either. And so um, for some of us that need to look into other things and the opportunity to connect and collaborate um, before and be, you know, know your authentic self and know what you can offer and what is not part of your wheelhouse, well, you can learn about or connect with and, and work with other people. So, and yeah. it's, I think, if Simon and I, my husband and I were talking about it yesterday is that it's kind of brought us back to the basics of like sitting around the dinner table, those of us that don't have to work 27 hours a day like you right now, but sitting around the dinner table um, and talking and doing simplistic stuff. And, you know, a friend of mine was, was teaching her daughter to cook the other day. And she's like, this is what homeschooling means for me. And so there's some of those original values that helps us see who we are in this and the truth. Oh my gosh. I've worked out more with my husband Aww. in the last two weeks than I have done like with, I mean, he goes to the gym, I go to the gym, yeah. but normally I teach and he's in a class somewhere else. Yeah. We've worked out more together in the last 14 days or whatever it's been yeah. than we've done since the day, the time we were dating, which was 24 years ago. When he, he wooed you by coming to your yeah. classes. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like I'm dating again. It's ah. kind of, and last week, and I have to tell you this cause you're a yogi yeah. last week. By the time I got to whatever day it was, I don't remember now because I don't, it's hard to keep track of what day is what, but I got, by the end of the day, I really wanted to do some exercise. And I said to Ken, I just don't feel like leading anything anymore today. I'm done. Mm -hmm. He led me through a yoga class, Natalie. Bless his heart. Cued it, gave options, focused on breath. It Come was... On. I wanted to stop and get a, a camera and videotape it no. oh, and audio. I just couldn't ruin the moment, but no. I will forever remember that as a classic COVID-19 moment. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful story to, uh, to close our time on. Thank you so much, Mo. Um, and sending all of you guys tons of love, big kisses to both you and Ken. I know. Um, I thought if, if we would have gotten the three, the third one would have been red wine, right? If we would have gotten to the three. Two, if we had got, yes, well, yes. there's been a lot more of that these days too. <laughs> and the best part of all is I, Ken gets to sleep with me every night for weeks in a row. That's never happened. That's never happened. Well, I'm glad you guys are coming through this and thriving through it as a couple. I don't know if everybody is, but let's see if we can send out a little bit of love to everybody. All right. Thank you so much, Mo. I really appreciate it. And um, I know I always say I can't wait to see you and I miss you, but this time even more than ever. I uh, can't wait to see you and squeeze you soon and uh, sending positive energy for Campit Pro Montreal. 2021 um it's yep. kind of already planned for you guys i suppose and seeing what we can make the most of it and big love to all those presenters yeah you know that saying in the fitness industry step and repeat well now it's got more meaning there you go thank you mo Mwah. love I'll you talk soon Au revoir. bye everybody